everybody, it's uh, Matt here and I am in my office and uh, it's getting hot in here because I have my air conditioner off. It's hot in Los Angeles today. We're going to continue our study in the book of James. We are in James chapter 2. We're going to be at verse 18 today and the James chapter 2 talks a lot about partiality, about favoritism, about bias and now it trans, uh, transitions over to discussions about faith and works. And here is uh, some of those famous words from James, which uh, outlines the, 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 the correspondence between our words and our actions, our faith and our deeds, and how the two need to be uh, harmonious together. So let me read, we're going to read a bunch of verses today, so follow along. James chapter 2, verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even, even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Verse 24, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them by another way. Verse 26, for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Uh, this is good news, okay? So I know it's a lot of talk about death, but it, this is really good news for us. And what James wants us to understand is that faith and works uh, belong together. And he uses Abraham as a description of what that looks like. If you remember back in the Old Testament, it was Abraham who was obedient to God's invitation to take his son Isaac up to sacrifice him. Now, you have to go back uh, and read the story for yourself. But as a father myself, no way. I mean, if God told me to do something crazy like that, I would think of lots of excuses. I would think of lots of compromises. I would think, uh, I would think that I've heard wrong. Abraham proved to us a relationship with God that was very dynamic, right? Um, and gosh, I have a hard time being obedient to God when he asked me to do something that cost me very little, let alone uh, inviting me to do something that would cost me deeply, like the death of my child. So Abraham, I love in the story where Abraham gets up early the next morning and he goes to do what God has called him to do. Now, at the end of the story, we learn that God intervenes and, and, God, and Abraham doesn't have to uh, sacrifice, sacrifice his son Isaac, but that is a picture of dynamic faith. And it is a faith that is both terrifying and, um, and alluring to me, right? Uh, I would love to have a faith that just hears God and does it. That, uh, that he speaks to me one night and I wake early in the morning to go and practice and do the thing that God has called me to. That part is very tempting, very alluring, very beautiful. Uh, but the part that is challenging is that it's going to be uncomfortable at times. I tell you what, faith that is dynamic is uncomfortable faith. It is not simple. It is not easy. It is not cookie cutter. And it, it is not uh, going to be predictable. Uh, Abraham couldn't have predict this. Now, when James is talking about faith, uh, he talks about what faith looks like as lived out in community and lived out in a family. And that is really where faith uh, shines the brightest is with other people. Faith all alone is, is, is great, but faith is um, a catalyst 
for other people's lives when faith is expressed in a family setting. And so James talks a lot about experiencing this kind of faith and walking this kind of faith predominantly with how we care for people that are different than us, either those that have a lot or those that have little. How do we extend faith uh, in those moments by our words and by our actions? Uh, the challenge here is that you and I would have a, an integrous faith that where our actions and our words are harmonious together where the things we say and with the things we do they complement one another and if you find that there is any discrepancy between what you say and what you do now is a great time to ask the holy spirit to bring healing and restoration into your heart that his conviction would settle that you would get caught in the middle of saying something you don't really mean and that uh, he would bring the kind of swift tender um correction that you and i each really need so i my challenge for you is simply this after this lesson would you just take a second and say god would you uh, uh expose any part of my heart where there is a lack of integrity expose any part of my mind where i i think i can i can out talk you god um expose any part of me where my words and my actions they do not line up and i trust me trust me he that is the kind of prayer that god intervenes in quickly and i think you should expect a radical transformation in your heart right away so thanks for joining with me today and uh, uh the next lesson here will be in james chapter three so that's gonna be a lot of fun see you soon